You're listening to the Abundant Life Podcast featuring Chili Chilton. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to get inspiring content delivered right to your device every week. All right, let's check out today's talk. We're in this Mark Madness series, but today we are taking it up a notch and talking about our Savior, Air Jesus. Woo! There's a lot of basketball players and basketball tournaments or uh, playoffs have just begun. And, you know, there's a lot of people that wear the Air, Nike Air shoes and, and they're known for getting air on their dunks. Air Jordan, you know, we, we admired him. We all know he's better than LeBron. Isn't it funny that, I mean, that'll be the loudest ovation I get today. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you this, far more air than Jordan ever got is the air that Jesus got, right? And it, and it is the air that we are invited to get ourselves. There is a day coming, it says, the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise to meet him and those of us remaining will be caught up in an instant and meet him in the air. Woo! I hope you're wearing the right shoes for that day, right? <laughs> so today we are talking about Air Jesus and we're going to open Mark chapter 16, verse 6. I know you're new here and you're like, you guys cheer for everything, pretty much. Yep. But every time you open God's word, you meet with God. And every time you meet with God, your life is changed. And so we always cheer when we open the word of God because we don't know what's going to happen because God's word is alive, right? It's exciting. And this is what it says in verse 6 Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. I love it that we today recognize the amazing power of Jesus, Air Jesus. Before he even died on the cross and rose from the dead, his life and his love were powerful. Did you know that? When they came to arrest him in the garden... And Judas came and he kissed him and they said, are you Jesus? And Jesus answered, I am. And when he said, I am, they all fell over like dead men. How do you get up then and arrest them? Right? You're like, oh, slain in the spirit. Some of us church people, we'd say those words. Somebody came up and put a blanket over them all. I mean, it was weird. How do you get up as a soldier who fell over just when Jesus spoke the words, and they're not just any words, I am. Those same words that Moses was told to tell Pharaoh, who sent you, I am. Because Jesus is I am. He is powerful. And they fell and they got up. And I love what it says in scripture in John. He later told Pilate, Jesus said, you would have no power over me unless it were given to you from above. Something we have to always understand about the story of Jesus' death and resurrection is that Jesus was not taken by the will of man. He was delivered by the will of the Father. This was the plan. This wasn't an accident and let's try to scramble. This wasn't man took over and they found a solution to get a win out of it. This was the plan. This is why Jesus came when he fulfilled every scripture. When he came to this earth, he came for you. He came for me. He had a plan in place. Isn't that great? And man didn't mess it up. Man just fell into place. 
So many times we think we are in control and we don't even understand that God grasps everything. He knows what's going on. So today, I wanna just take this last chapter of Mark, Mark 16, and talk about Air Jesus. And I just encourage you every point just to get more and more excited because we're just gonna make some declarations about Jesus today. Are you with me? Number one, no grave could hold him. Woo! Air Jesus, no grave can hold him. There's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. He does not need it. Yeah? All right, I'm just going to just wait for you to kind of wake up. This is the second service, people. <laughs> Saturday evening when Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early Sunday mornings, just as sunrise, they went to the tomb. And on the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? I love when you don't know what to do, when your heart is heavy, when you are, are, are grieving even, when you don't understand what's next. They said, I don't even know how it's gonna work, but I'm gonna serve. I'm gonna be a servant. I'm gonna do something to be a blessing. So they're on their way. They don't even know how the stone's gonna roll away. They don't know how, what's gonna happen when they arrive there. And you know, my prayer this week has been, may the stone blocking our eyes be rolled away. May the stone blocking your eyes be rolled away this morning in the nine o'clock service. We had double digits except Jesus and we just saw a bunch more people except Jesus. Stones have already been rolling away today. And if you have doubt and if you have fear and you have unbelief and you have anger and you have bitterness, I pray that that stone would be rolled away today. That you just roll them away. Because God has a plan for you and the Holy Spirit is able to do this. It says, so as they arrived, they looked up and they saw the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. Jesus will do the heavy lifting if you'll do the serving. Right, if you will show up, Jesus will do the heavy lifting. I grew up in church and I saw this played out a lot of different times in churches I went to many of where my dad pastored and they had what was called cantatas. Anybody even hear of a cantata? It's kind of like a Caesar salad, but with more tomatoes. <laughs> it's a musical, a church musical. And what I always loved at that epic part, they had the paper mache stone back here, you know? And it was big and it looked like a rock. And then they'd have this girl with the halo on and she'd come in and she'd be like an angel. And She'd roll it away, and then the smoke machines would start, and Jesus would. Do you really think Jesus rose from the dead and was inside going, send an angel to roll the stone? Later, he would walk through walls. I don't think he was waiting for the stone to be rolled away. Jesus isn't waiting for somebody else to come along and roll the stone, but if God can use me today to nudge your stone so that the Holy Spirit will roll it out of your life and you can hear the message today, then I am all for it. He uses little messengers. He puts people in the empty tombs to go, he's not here. He's not here. You should trust in Jesus. You see, there is no stone, not even death, too large for Jesus. 
There is no stone, not even death, too large for Jesus. And Jesus is on the job. He confirms his work with messengers. He often uses people to be messengers for him. Death is nothing to fear if you have Christ as your Savior and Lord. Amen? Number two. Hey, I'm quick. If you never met me, you're going to love me, all right? You're still going to beat the Baptist to the restaurant today, even starting at 11. We're going to get you out of here, all right? You are going to have your own egg hunt still today. The ham is going to be good when you get home. No fear could stop him. Air Jesus. There's no fear that can stop him. I want to know that we are in a culture of fear. We celebrate anxiety. We celebrate fear. We allow fear to become all kinds of labels and all kinds of names. But there is no fear too great for Jesus. The angel said, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Look, that's where he was. Now, go tell his disciples, and this is how you know Peter wrote Mark, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you before he died. And the women fled the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. Boy, we've got to start believing the good news. There is good news, and we've got to believe it, but the problem is we're so prone to expect bad news. We're so prone to believe, oh, it's, not, it's going to be bad. It's not going to be good. You know, and, and we start preparing ourselves always for the worst-case scenario. You know, and that's hard for us. Our head overrules our heart. Jesus has said that he would rise and, and, and after seeing so many miracles, including, including seeing people raised from the dead, no one expected him to do it himself. How bizarre is that, right? Jesus said all this. He said, I'm gonna raise from the dead. I'll beat you in Galilee. He told them all this and still they're afraid. And somebody else has to come and go, he told you, go to Galilee. You're gonna meet him. You're gonna see him. You're gonna experience him. And they're like, are you for real? I don't know if I wanna believe it's too bad a news. How could this be good news? Man, I'll tell you what, men, we need some spirit-filled women in our life that are eager enough to believe and go and serve. You know, and we need to listen to our spirit-filled wives because they hear from the Lord. And so many times I look at these men and go, what is wrong, wrong with you? These women come back and go, I just saw an angel. I just saw an empty tomb. I just experienced the resurrection. And they go, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that or not. Fear always shows up in times like this. Stop fearing the worst and by believing the best. Believe the best. Begin to profess the best. Begin to speak Jesus to the bad situation before you know the good answer. Because Jesus, if he's in the situation, then there's always a win in even the bad situation. Because he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He never turns his back on you. So any situation you're in, if Jesus is in it with you, you're still going to come out okay. Isn't that the truth? So no fear could stop him. And he's not going to give up now. No grave could hold him. No fear could stop him. Number three, no doubt could defeat him. 
No doubt could defeat him. Not Thomas's doubts, not anyone else's doubts can defeat him. Air Jesus. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman whom he had cast out seven demons. And she went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when, they, when she told them that Jesus was alive, she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Afterward, he appeared in different ways to two people who were followers on, and were walking from Jerusalem into the country. They rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. And still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together, and he rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief. Now they'll maybe start believing, because one thing they got right is getting rebuked by Jesus for being bullheaded and not believing, right? How many stories have we already read in Mark where they're in a boat and Jesus goes, did you really think we were gonna go down in the middle of the sea? He rebukes the, the, the wind and the rain and, and calm comes and they go, who is this guy? This is the same Jesus now. Mary Magdalene experiences him. Disciples on the road to Emmaus experience him. The 11 experience him. Jesus keeps revealing himself to doubters, skeptics, and haters. Jesus keeps revealing himself to doubters and skeptics and haters. Jesus keeps revealing himself to doubters and haters and skeptics. He keeps doing it. Did you know that Muslims all around the world are having revelations of Jesus and they're turning from their journey to Mecca back to Jerusalem and back to Jesus and experience him in the presence? Because he's not as prejudiced and biased as the rest of the world. He wants all to be saved and all to come to repentance, all of us. And he reveals himself to you. There's so many times after we meet Jesus, we look back and go, he was trying to get my attention. He was speaking through that person. He was speaking through those circumstances. He was speaking through this situation. And I was stubborn and I didn't listen. He's speaking to you right now. Let go of your religious headset, you know, your mindset. See, because the story doesn't end here. Now it shifts to our part. Now it shifts to our part, number four. Are you serious? It's only 1140. I told you you're gonna like me. This is so you come back next week with more of your friends because you gotta come to, our, to hear our pastor preach. He's short. Yeah. I preach short, pray short. Short prayers reach the throne if you don't live far away. <laughs> Just make sure you live close by, Right? Number four, no world can ignore him. No world can ignore him. Air Jesus. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to the people you like. To everyone, to everyone, and anyone who believes and is baptized and is at the big splash in 10 days on Wednesday night, it's gonna be so awesome, a big tank right here, a sea world experience of baptism. Some of you that are a little skeptical, you can just be splashed by the people being baptized and maybe that will count for you. But we are going to have an epic time. If you raise your hand and you met Jesus today, if you've never been baptized in water, come to the big splash, it's going to be so awesome. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. 
These miraculous signs will accompany these who believe. Cast out demons in my name. Speak in new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. We don't really do that publicly or as a practice, just so you know, all right? A couple states over, not here, all right? We don't do that. But really what the scripture is saying, if it happened accidentally, you could be, you know, all right, you'd be okay. God can heal you. If they drink anything poisoned, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. I encourage you to try that one because I still believe in healing. I still believe in healing. He heals. He heals. No world can ignore our Jesus. He said, go. And I have to ask, what part of go don't you get? He's like, hmm. What do you think he means when he said go? Well, if the car is in front of you and the light turns green, you have no problem telling them what it means to go. Go! Go! Right? A world needs to know that Jesus lives. You need to honk a horn at yourself. I said, go, go. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers, tell your classmates, tell your strangers, tell your enemies. What are they gonna do, hate you? You're already there. It could get better. Go, go into all the world. Go into your world. See, you may not be able to change the whole world, but you can change the world you live in. You can change the world around you. And that's what Jesus was saying. He goes, it's not enough that I died on the cross and it's not even enough that I rose from the dead. That's all part of this whole thing. Now it's your part. So Jesus is still on earth and he's going, I gotta tell you one more thing. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. Some of you have heard, what's my goal for discipleship in this church? That every person is discipling someone. It's not a program, not a measuring stick, not some kind of class that we all would reach out to somebody and live our lives out loud for Jesus with other people, to do relationship with each other and grow together and learn from each other and mentor each other. And I know this, if the last thing he told us to do was go and win the loss and make disciples, it's the first thing he's gonna ask us about when he comes back. Yep, I learned that from my mom. If she said, Chili, I want the dishes done when I get home, I could say, oh, I cleaned my room. She said, that's nice, but why are there dishes in the sink? Well, I was studying. You won't want me to fail, do you? Nope, you're smart, you won't fail. Why are there dishes in the sink? See, we could come and say, oh, I was going to church and I was tithing and I was faithful to church. And you go, that's great. You should do that. That's important. In fact, like last week's Sunday message about the rich young ruler, those are all good things. But the last thing I told you to do is go and tell other people about me and make disciples. And that's what I'm asking you to do. That's what he's asking us to do. And that's what we're gonna do as a church. That's the most important thing we could do is obey him. So Jesus commissions you to go. And Jesus gives us the authority and the power and the anointing and the protection to do it. He gives us everything we need to do it. And anyone can believe. Anyone can believe. Anyone can be saved. Because if you can be reached, anyone can be reached. 
Come on, somebody say amen to that. If God could reach you, can't God reach anybody? Man. Number five. We're almost done. The band's on the stage. No one can deny him, air Jesus. No one can deny him. You can run, but you can't deny him. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he did one more crossover. And then he went up. And he went up. And he went up. And he went up. And he was telling us, take the cross and follow me. Take the cross over. In fact, never be a witness in a tough place, a secular place, a hard place, unless you can take the cross over. Never leave it and think you're going to be some superhero for Jesus. Take the cross with you. And he takes the cross over and then he ascends. And he just goes and goes and goes and takes his rightful seat at the right hand of God. And then the disciples, they go after it. And I love Mark, he just gets right to it. They went everywhere and they preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said with miracles. You see, we are in the week 16, the last chapter of Mark in our Mark Madness, but yet next week we have another Mark Madness message. Because the game's gotta keep going. And I'm going to just peek into Acts next week. And you need to be here for that. We're going to look at Acts. What happened all of Mark? Why did it all build up for this next week? Acts 1 and 2 is going to just rock your world. But they didn't sit around discussing what he meant. They didn't form a denomination and appoint committees. Those are all exciting things, by the way. They're not. They didn't delegate They obeyed. They obeyed. They obeyed. That's what they did. And we are connected to their obedience. We are connected to their obedience. Over 2,000 years ago, we're connected. Somebody brought the good news to Alton. Somebody brought the good news to one of your family members. Somebody in your family met Jesus, and you met Jesus because somebody obeyed 2,000 years ago. My question is this, who will now be connected to your obedience? Isn't that exciting? I already made some connections today. Some of you raised your hands with me today, and you just got connected to me. You got connected to my dad. You got connected to somebody who led him to Jesus. We just made connections to obedience with people you didn't even know because somebody was obedient to the word of God to you. What will happen this week if you are just connected and you're obedient to it? You see, guys, this story that we celebrate every Easter, it's your history, but your history ended at the cross and your future began at the resurrection. You're History ended at the cross, and your future begins at the resurrection. It's your future. It's your destiny. It's who you're supposed to be. And you can catch air like Jesus if you know him and live to make him known. 
So today, this is what I want to do as we close. I want us to make a commitment to live this out this week. Let's pack heaven with our lives. The only thing we can take to heaven is people. So let's pack it. Let's do everything we can to win people to Jesus. I'll promise you this. Every time you bring people here, I will always throw the net out. If you get the fish in the boat, we'll help you clean them. But we got to work. We got to work, right? We got to get out there and fish. We got to get out there and be obedient. We got to get out there and tell our friends. But it's good news. And all you do is tell what happened to you. You don't have to be a lawyer because you're not a lawyer and you're not a judge and you're not a jury. You're a witness. And you just take a stand and tell your story. And Jesus will do the rest. And the Holy Spirit is already working on the next person you're going to talk to. It's already ahead of us, working it out. So today I want us to conclude. We're going to worship God with one last song. And this song will actually help you put it into, into a song, put in your testimony, begin to think it through, think what, what he's done for you. And maybe you'll leave singing today and praising God with us. But I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna worship and then Pastor Daniel will dismiss us today. But I want you to know we love you so much. If I have never met you, I love you and I'm so thankful for you. I encourage you to hang around. Let's all meet each other afterwards. Go to our Instagram wall out there and have your picture made with your family. We even have some bunny ears for you if you'd like in your picture. All right, very spiritual. But we love you. And it's our honor to serve you as a church. So I hope you come back, make 11 o'clock or nine o'clock your service and pack your row. Begin to claim that you're going to do your part and I'll do mine and we'll just work together for the king. Does that sound good? Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word, because it's true. I thank you for sending your son Jesus to save a wretch like me. God, I thank you that you're so good and you keep all of your promises. So God, we pray that right now in this place, you would fill us with a song, you'd fill us with a testimony, you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit, God, and that we would go and obey you this week. We would go and live for you, Lord. Because you died for me, I will live for you. Lord, not just my life, but my lifetime for you. So be glorified, Lord, as we worship you in this place. And be honored, God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Abundant Life, check us out on the web at Abundant.Church. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.